Hi everyone, this is a Barclay Damon Live broadcast where we discuss all things L&E, labor and employment. I'm Ari, let's dig in. Hi everyone, welcome to Key Things to Know about the Key to NYC and Workplace Vaccination Requirements. This is our next episode in our series of episodes where we tell you everything you need to know about navigating workplace issues resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. For our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, you probably can see that I am coming to you from the comfort of my own home just for this week only. Just have to say that Omicron is out here doing the absolute most and I just hope everyone is being safe and staying healthy. So being that I'm in my home office, as you can see, I think this is a good segue just for one of my fun or interesting facts. Um, if you guys have listened to the last couple episodes, uh, you know, I have um, not exempted myself from the requirement that I ask my guests to provide some fun or interesting fact about themselves. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about me or a, a fun or I think interesting fact about me. Um, and since I'm in my home office, I have a visual aid. <laughs> if you're uh, watching on YouTube, you can see I am pointing to some books on my shelf, which is the full collection of the Harry Potter series. Like any self-respecting millennial, I am a self-identified Potterhead. I love Harry Potter, love the series. I was one of those people who was standing in line at, you know, 11.55 p.m., you know, circa early 2000s at Borders, <laughs> freezing in the parking lot, trying to get the new Harry Potter book, uh, you know, right at midnight. So I thought since I am in my home office and you can see the books in the background, I would just uh, go ahead and let you guys know that I'm a Potterhead. <laughs> Proud of it. And I did watch the new special, uh, the reunion special, because I'm sure if you're listening and you also love Harry Potter. You watched it. It was great. So let's dig in, guys. Uh, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the new executive orders uh, that have gone into place in New York City. If you listen to our last few episodes, we've talked about federal vaccination mandates. We've talked about um, statewide mask mandates. For our listeners and our clients in New York City, we have not forgotten about you. Today, we're going to talk about the key to NYC vaccination requirement and the uh, workplace vaccination requirement. Uh, just to clarify for our listeners, uh, these are two separate executive orders that were issued by, at the time, Mayor de Blasio. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of go through both of them and the significance of both and how both impact um, employers. So just a little bit of background. Back on December 15th, uh, Mayor de Blasio announced these expanded mandatory vaccination requirements. Um, like I said, two separate executive orders. Let's focus on the first, which is the Key to NYC program. And just to clarify for our listeners, the Key to NYC program became effective uh, December 27th. Uh, the executive order cites, you know, a number of reasons for these expanded vaccine requirements, including, you know, the, the spread of the Omicron variant, um, the high vaccination rate or high vaccination percentage among New Yorkers. Um, and the increased risk, excuse me, the increased risk for reinfection um, as reasons for enacting the mandate. So let's talk generally about what the key to NYC program is. So generally, New York City's COVID-19 vaccination requirements have been expanded to include children ages 5 to 11. So the language from the executive order says a covered entity shall not permit a patron, employee, intern, volunteer, or contractor to enter to covered premises without displaying proof of vaccination 
and for individuals 18 and older, proof of identification. So let's break that down. So basically this says people 12 and older participating in indoor public activities have to show proof of vaccination, i.e. proof of receipt of both vaccines if Pfizer, if the uh, individual has received Pfizer or Moderna, or proof of one vaccine for J&J. &J. Children ages 5 to 11 are required to have proof of vaccination or at least proof of receiving one vaccine. But starting January 29th of 2022, kids ages 5 to 11 have to show proof of vaccination to uh, proof of full vaccination to be permitted entrance into the specific premises that are covered by the executive order. So under the order, patron is defined as any individual five years or older who patronizes, enters, attends an event, or purchases goods or services within a covered premise. You might be asking, what is a covered premise? Covered premise under the order is, you know, there are several examples uh, and several specifically identified um, establishments, indoor entertainment and recreational settings, certain meeting spaces, so movie theaters, music concerts, venues, adult entertainment, casinos, museums, zoos, sports arenas, indoor stadiums. Covered premises under the Key to NYC program also include indoor food services, um, such as restaurants, indoor dining areas, indoor portions of dining areas. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, indoor food services under the Key to NYC program does not include um, a structure on the sidewalk or roadway if entirely open on the side facing the sidewalk. So, you know, obviously in the city, a lot of restaurants have kind of uh, provided for additional outdoor seating space and little hut type structures where the side facing the restaurant is open. Those are not covered by this. Um, and outdoor dining structures for individual parties like plastic domes uh, are also not covered by this. But other examples of covered premises are indoor fitness facilities, gyms, spas, um, things like that. Under the executive order, a covered entity, pretty broad definition, any entity that operates one or more covered premises, as we just discussed, except a covered entity under the Key to NYC program is not, uh, does not include pre-K through 12th grade, public and non-public schools, um, houses of worship, child care programs, senior centers, and community centers. So those are not included. And the key to NYC program, uh, you know, also talks about proof of vaccination. If you have listened to our last few episodes, you guys know the drill. Very similar to the other mandates that we have discussed, uh, vaccination card, NYC COVID safe app, Excelsior pass, clear digital vaccine card, those all qualify as proof of vaccination under the key to NYC program. So, you know, the key to NYC program um, really talks about patrons, um, you know, customers, things like that. So if you're an, a business owner in New York and you operate one of these covered premises, you know, the key to NYC executive order tells you what you need to know, uh, you know, mostly for patrons or customers. But in addition to the key to NYC program, New York City also has a workplace requirement for COVID vaccination. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, this is a separately issued executive order, and this also went into effect on December 27th. So let's transition from if you're a business owner uh, or you own a covered premises in New York City from what you need to know about your patrons or customers to what you need to know about your employees. 
So the workplace requirement uh, for COVID-19 vaccination says workers must provide proof of vaccination against COVID-19 to a covered entity before entering the workplace. And a covered entity must exclude any employee who has not provided such proof, except for those employees who request and are granted accommodations for religious and medical exemption. So basically, let's break that down. The the workplace requirement for COVID-19 vaccination is essentially saying that employers must verify employees' proof of vaccination and that employees must be vaccinated or they can be excluded from the workplace absent uh, being granted a, a request for a reasonable accommodation. And if you listen last week, we really you know dove into that um, as it relates to what the EEOC has said about requests for accommodation. Later in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about that as it relates to what New York City has said about request for accommodation. So basically, um, you know, fully vaccinated under the workplace requirement for COVID-19 means that it has been two weeks since the employee received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, or it's been uh, two weeks since the second dose of a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, or an employee has received the first dose of a two-dose vaccine. But uh, in, in that situation, the employee must present proof of vaccination to the employer within 45 days. So under the workplace requirement for COVID-19 COVID vaccination as of December 27th, if an employee had one vaccine, the employee is required to provide proof of second vaccine within 45 days of the first dose. Um, you know, under the workplace requirement, what the city has defined covered entity as is very broad. Basically, a covered entity is defined as a non-governmental entity that employs more than one worker in New York City or maintains a workplace in New York City, or a self-employed individual or sole proprietor who works in a workplace or interacts with others in the course of their business. So if you're a sole proprietor and you're in New York City and you're not working remotely, you're interacting with others, you would be covered as a covered entity under the New York City workplace requirement, uh, vaccination workplace requirement, excuse me. Under the workplace requirement, worker is also defined very broadly. Um, quoting from the executive order and the guidance issued by the city, a worker is an individual who works in person in New York City at a workplace in New York City. So this is, like I said, a broad definition. This includes full-time, part-time, staff members, um, employees, interns, volunteers, or contractors. So it is a broad definition of who qualifies as an employee under the New York City uh, COVID-19 workplace requirement. One interesting thing, though, is that the workplace requirement or the city has said that an employee... Um, under, excuse me, a worker under the, the executive order does not include an individual who enters the workplace uh, for a quick and limited purpose. Quick and limited purpose is the quote taken directly from the executive order. And if you're listening, you know, you might be wondering, or at least I know when I first read it, I was wondering, well, what, is, what does that mean, quick and limited purpose? Basically, the guidance issued by the city has said that, you know, if a worker comes in briefly to use the bathroom, to make a delivery, to receive an assignment for a few minutes, although a time limitation isn't exactly explicitly spelled out, um, that that worker would not be covered under this um, because they were just in the workplace for a quick and limited purpose. 
One other thing I wanted to point out for our listeners is that a worker under this requirement does not include non-city residents who are performing artists, college or professional athletes, or those individuals who are accompanying um, performing artists who don't live in the city or professional um, or uh, college athletes who don't live in the city. So that's an interesting carve out. So workplace also defined very broadly, it's any location where work is performed in the presence of another worker or a member of the public. And the guidance explicitly says that that does also include a vehicle. So in broad strokes, the New York City workplace vaccination requirement essentially requires businesses to um, verify proof of vaccination or verify that their employees are vaccinated against COVID-19. And the city has said that there's, you know, three ways that this, that an employer can identify an employee's vaccination status. One is proof of a vaccination card. Uh, two, businesses can create their own paper or electronic record that includes the name, um, you know, what the employee's name, whether the employee is vaccinated, the date the second dose will be provided if the employee is not fully vaccinated. Um, and businesses, uh, lastly, can check each employee's vaccination status each day. So, you know, those are the three ways that an, a business can verify, um, you know, that an employee is vaccinated. And, you know, it seems like the third one might be a little more onerous, um, but, you know, it is the business, a business or an employer in New York can really choose, you know, which of those three options the employer wants to use to verify employee vaccination status. Um, you know, one interesting thing I wanted to talk about, because we've got a couple of questions about this is, you know, contractors. So, you know, the, the vaccination requirement says that contractors, you know, need to be vaccinated as well. Um, one important thing to know is if you're an employer and you're, you know, using a contractor at the at your business or on premises, you don't need to keep a record of, of the contractor's vaccination status. Um, specifically, you can request that the contractor's employer confirm that the contractor is vaccinated. But if you're going to go that route, then you need to keep a record of the request to the contractor's employer and the response. One thing I wanted to mention, which, you know, again, if you've listened to any of our episodes so far as it relates to vaccination requirements is exemptions or requests for accommodations. So I should note for each of the ways that we just discussed, an employer can verify proof of vaccination that in, for each of those or under each of those circumstances, an employer should also have a record of any employees who have requested reasonable accommodations uh, for medical or religious reasons and have been granted such accommodations as well. So that's another thing an employer. Lawyer, uh, you know, must keep track of. So I want to dive in a little bit on exemptions and requests for accommodations under the New York City workplace uh, vaccination requirement. New York City has, you know, issued some additional guidance on this and has, you know, put some pretty clear parameters on what employers can do and what employers can ask, um, you know, in response to a request for an accommodation on either of those bases. You know, uh, the executive order said that says that workers who have a sincerely held religious belief or a medical condition that prevents them from being vaccinated, you know, must uh, must have applied for a reasonable accommodation by December 27th. Um, New York City has said that employers may permit workers to remain in the workplace while considering the accommodation request. 
And actually, New York City has published guidance on hand, on how to handle such requests, um, including a checklist. And that checklist is available on the city's website um, or the webpage devoted to COVID-19. So if you listen to um, our episode a couple episodes ago, we went through, you know, kind of in detail what the EEOC has said about requests for accommodations and things like that nature. And, and this is very similar if you look at the checklist, the checklist has, you know, a number of questions that an employer can ask an employee to verify medical conditions and to verify that the employee has a sincerely held religious belief. Um, you know, I would note that similar to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, you know, a, 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 an employer in New York City can ask for proof of medical documentation or proof of, you know, documentation for a medical condition that would prevent an employee from being vaccinated. And the New York, New York City has said that, you know, an employer should not question a religious belief unless the employer has an objective basis to do so or an objective belief that the that the employer's, you know, sincerely held religious belief is questionable or not objectively uh, sound. So for our employers in New York, um, you know, maybe a good idea to just take a look at that checklist and follow that checklist because New York City has said that if an employer chooses to use that checklist, um, and keeps it on file when evaluating requests for reasonable accommodations, it will likely demonstrate that the employer handled the request appropriately. So I definitely wanted to point that out to our employers and our listeners in the New York City area, because I think that is very helpful and very important. You know, I wanted to um, go through a few common questions that I think we've gotten um, here at Barclay Damon as it relates to this uh, workplace requirement. Um, you know, one question is, whether the the workplace vaccination requirement applies to remote workers. And if a remote worker comes into the office for a quick and limited purpose only, as we discussed a few minutes ago, uh, you know, that remote worker is not covered um, by the New York City workplace vaccination requirements. Another question, um, you know, what if an employee got a first dose before December 27th, before this executive order went into effect, but never got their second dose? Um, the answer is that the employee should be excluded from the workplace if they have not requested a reasonable accommodation until they receive the second dose. So that's something that the guidance issued by the city has been explicit about. You know, another question which I think is interesting is, and this is pretty common, um, you know, down in the, in the city, of course, what if an employee works in New York City but is not a resident of New York City? So works in New York City but does not live in New York City. The guidance <clears throat> issued by the city says that does not matter. This applies to employees who work in New York, regardless of whether or not they live in New York. So I think that's something important. And, you know, we've gotten a couple questions about that as well. Uh, you know, there are a couple record keeping requirements under the executive order I wanted to point out, um, <clears throat> one of which is that businesses have to complete um, the affirmation of compliance with workplace vaccination requirements certification. That's right on New York City's website. And that affirmation of compliance has to be posted in a public facing location. And businesses should be prepared to make their records available uh, for inspection. And of course, um, records relative to an employee's proof of vaccination should be kept confidential and should not be used for any other purpose. If you listen to our other episodes, you know, that's pretty similar to what we've discussed as it relates to, um, you know, other vaccination mandates we've gone through. Just wanted to close briefly talking a little bit about the penalties. 
uh, identified by this uh, executive order, you know, there's a fine, a penalty of at least $1,000 for any person or entity who violates it. Subsequent violation within 12 months, the fine goes up to $2,000. And every violation thereafter within 12 months of the prior violation is $5,000 per violation. Uh, you know, it's unclear exactly, you know, the extent to which this will be enforced or the penalties will be assessed. But I wanted to point out for our listeners that that is included, um, you know, in the executive order. So guys, that's everything I wanted to talk with you about regarding the key to NYC program and workplace vaccination requirements. If you are an employer in New York City, a business, and you have employees there or even customers and patrons, definitely important information for you to know. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. See you then. The Labor Employment Podcast is available on BarclayDamon.com, YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Like, follow, share, and continue to listen. Thanks. This material is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or a legal opinion, and no attorney-client relationship has been established or implied. Thanks for listening.